Welcome back to the Across the Browns podcast, formerly the Across the Board podcast. If you're confused right now as to why you're seeing a different logo, yes, we changed like we announced on the last show. So thank you for being here. Uh, it's been a little over a year now since I started my first Browns podcast. And if you're still here from that day one, I thank you. And if you're just joining this your first time, same amount of love. But uh, on the line today, we have Alabama student Austin Randolph. He's here to tell us about our new addition to the Cleveland Browns, Jedrick Wills Jr. But Austin, how you doing? I'm doing great on this fine fine afternoon just trying to survive during this quarantine yeah you uh yeah we all are it's definitely a weird time and uh i found austin actually i was trying to like find someone that i could talk to from alabama that had seen jedrick wills play a lot because as us browns fans know most of us are buckeyes fans so i'm not gonna say we despise alabama but that you know you're not in love with the other team that's you know one of the best in the league or nation, I guess you'd say in college. But I just typed in Alabama in the search bar on Twitter and Austin was like the first four tweets. Like he had he had tweeted Alabama stuff and they were the first four tweets. So I was like I just started scrolling through his feed and I'm like, holy crap, this kid knows what he's talking about. And then uh you just told us you I mean you just told me before I started recruiting Austin that you're before I started recording that you're really into the recruiting aspect of sports. So have you been uh, like breaking down 2020 Bama recruits, or what have you been doing in your spare time? Well, you know, I always uh, it's just something I'm passionate about. So uh, yeah, in my spare time, just I've uh, been going through the the top uh, players in the, in the 2020 uh, recruiting rankings, or the 2021 now, or 2020 excuse me. But uh, yeah, but the um, just breaking them down and seeing who Alabama's getting, looking across the rest of the country soon the next wave of superstars in sports going to be. I like that. And uh, luckily for you at Alabama, you have a few superstars every year. Uh, yeah, you gosh. know, Coach Saban, he, uh, he, uh, he, he pumps them in and out. <laughs> he's pretty good. I think most of our yeah, listeners have heard of Saban. Yeah, uh, you're, uh, you're Buckeyes. You're Buckeyes up there. They, can, they get good players every year too. So that new coach, yeah, there's, day, he does quite the job as well. They're starting to come around, but I'll t- there was that stretch where there was just no Ohio State, you know, prospects doing well in the NFL. But you know, now with yeah. Lattimore and the Bosa brothers and Michael Thomas, yeah. they're they're pumping them out now. Yeah, they uh, got a lot of good players. I'm actually not a Buckeye fan, but I watch every game. And I'll tell you what, we're I think every fan base is um, you know irrational in their own way, but. Buckeye and Bama fans and LSU fans were all up there for the craziest, but that's just because they're passionate. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, so I guess just, you know, if as much as you know, because um, I just told Austin this before, I didn't script this show. I just wanted to have a conversation with him about Jedrick Wills, make it real casual. If you don't know anything, that's fine. But, like, I guess Jedrick Wills in high school – was he, um, you know, what was he like coming into Alabama? Were, were Bama fans pumped? Were Bama fans kind of like, we don't really know who this kid is? What what was the vibe around him? He was a, he's a guy Alabama identified really early in their 2017 class. He was a, a, almost a five-star, borderline, really high school. So he was, a, he was, Alabama fans across the country were very excited to get Jedrick, you know, uh, 
he came in his freshman year and he didn't he didn't start but uh he would come in later in the games and you could just see flashes of how good he would be in his last two last two years he never missed a start and he's just been one of the best tackles we've had and I actually remember on signing day of uh 2017 when he did sign it was a there was a video of him signing his letter of intent but uh it didn't come in and through the facts for a couple of hours, so it had Alabama fans worried because Kentucky <laughs> was actually Kentucky was actually in the uh, in the mix for him as well. Really? Wow, that's that's that always surprises me when a player of you know a four or five star is choosing between like a Kentucky or an Alabama because it's almost like from the outside looking in, I'm like, why would you even hesitate? Like Coach Saban calls yeah. me, I'm running to Alabama. Uh, yeah, there's a few coaches that uh you can't pass that up on. Yeah, I. But he is—he is from Kentucky, so. Oh, okay. So that—I mean—that probably had a lot to do with it. And Kentucky's football team—they've—they've definitely been better than what you think of when you think of Kentucky. But uh, I guess was there a moment? So, like, as a Browns fan, there are moments where, even as an offensive lineman, I remember specifically something that Joe Thomas did. You know, for example. And I know offensive linemen don't get the love. They never get really highlights. But was there a moment that you remember just watching Jedrick Willis and thinking, holy shit, this kid is something special? I do, actually. Uh, it was during his sophomore year. I can't remember the specific game, but uh, it was early in the season. and Alabama ran some sort of inside zone play with Josh Jacobs. And he uh, he puts the, uh, the end on his back, and then he goes down the field and he hits a linebacker and then a safety, just downfield bolting. <laughs> he had three pancakes on one play for twenty-five yard touchdown, and you just everybody in the stands, you could just see their eyes light up. Yeah, that I was the real deal. Once they drafted Jedrick Wills, I obviously started watching a lot more. I'm watching a play right now where his helmet gets knocked off and he just keeps blocking. That's you gotta love yeah. that. But uh, he's nasty. I guess yeah, that's the that's what I was about to say is that's the word that comes to mind is nasty. Like you talked about the three pancakes. Has do you remember an Alabama offensive lineman in the past, you know, since you've like actually been able to watch and comprehend at the level you are now that just finished players as well as he does? Uh Jonah Williams Jonah Williams the mind, uh he was a Yeah. He was actually eleventh pick in the draft in the year before. Uh, I love Jonah Williams. Yeah, so he, uh, Jedrick Wills kind of sat behind him and learned a lot. So uh, they actually come, he actually comes to mind. They kind of have a similar type game. So do you think um, there's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, Jedrick playing on the right side? Now, uh, you know, then there will be people that say, well, actually, that's to his blind side. Uh, but yeah. I, I mean, that doesn't. It, playing left tackle is still a different monster than playing right tackle. But then Joe Thomas came out and said, you know, he only had 28 or 29 games, whatever he did at right tackle in uh, college. So he, Joe Thomas thinks that switching to the left tackle will be beyond easy for Jedrick Wills at this point in his career because he hasn't got the mu- muscle memory down. But uh, there's this, there's still this stigma that, you know, the left tackle has to be better than the right tackle. So I, I'll ask this. Do you think if Jonah Williams weren't there, the you know when Jedrick Wills was starting to become a starter, do you think Jedrick Wills would have 
you know, been able to play left tackle? Do you think he's over there because they trusted him with Tua's blind side more? I don't, I'm just, I don't know if there were any, like, you know, Saban said anything like that or what the feeling was down Alabama. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good question to bring up about Jedrick, but I think that uh, there's no doubt that he can make that transition pretty smoothly to left tackle. Um, when Jonah was playing left tackle, our quarterback was actually Jalen Hurts, who's right-handed, so I think uh, if Jonah wasn't there, then Jedrick Wills would have been playing left tackle, protected the blind side. I think part of him playing left tackle was for sure to protect who was blind side. So, uh, but yeah, I think uh, that transition to left tackle should be fairly smooth for him. Oh. He's got the uh, agility and feet for it. So, I like that. I and that's yeah. something that the Browns were the third worst run blocking team in the NFL last year. And now they add Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills to that line. That's, that's definitely not hurting their cause at all. I, uh, yeah, yeah, there's, I was reading a SB nation article about Wills and they said that he could improve on his effort, but I want your take on this. Cause every game, everything I watched with Jedrick Wills, I didn't think effort was a problem at all. I thought, yeah, I'd, I disagree with the uh, the SB Nation take on that. I think effort is one of his just biggest best traits. It's just this besides physical presence, his effort and grittiness is probably his second best. I mean, he's like I said, the way he gets downfield and blocking, he just he just wants to knock your head off. And you would think that would come with uh, some penalties and stuff like that, but actually, I think he only had like three or four his entire career. So. That's nuts. I I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'd venture to say that the Browns' offensive line was one of the most penalized in the NFL last year, without a doubt in my yeah, mind. Um, I don't know if you ever had a holding call. That's I mean that's just amazing because yeah I mean you're in the SEC you're playing the cream of the crop you know he went up against he's been going up against Kalevon Chase on and you know oh, Derek yeah. Brown on stunts and whatnot like this is a that I mean that's just an, a stat that you can't him and Andrew Thomas both like. What they've done in their collegiate career at tackles and playing in the SEC just blow me away. Uh, man, I so if so if someone asked you, because I'm asking you right now, like what's your favorite thing about Jedrick Wills? Like whether it's something he does on the field or like you know if he's one of those guys that does a lot of off the field activities. Like just what do what should Browns fans expect? with bringing Jedrick Wills into Cleveland? Aside with him just being an absolute baller on the field and how great of a player he is, he's just energy he brings to the rest of the team just uh, it kind of uplifts everybody. So he's just, a, he's just a fun guy on the team. He'll always joke around. He's just You'll hear his name a lot in the, in the media and among the rest of the players. He's someone that gets along with everybody, so it's really cool. I like that. And I'm sure you know uh, – you know, the the knock on the Browns is that they have a lot of personalities, quotation marks around that, yeah. because I hate that. Because, like, what do you want your players to be? Like, all Tom Brady, where they never talk to the media, they're just like this era. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I like a little bit of character in my players. You might feel differently because Alabama is a very, like, New Englandish feel to it. They're all very, yeah. um, you know, strict and proper, but... I heard a lot of things about how Jedrick Wills was actually the alpha. Like most people would think it would be Tua, yeah. but that Jedrick Wills was the alpha. So how do you like 
with the way he talks, the way he addresses the media, the way he leads the team, do you think this is a guy that can come in as a rookie and still command that kind of respect on the offensive line? Now, the Browns do have two, now three, very good um, veteran offensive linemen, but, you know, they're all, they're, they're um, you know, Batonio and Treader, they're very, their their game's very much bit on their intellect. They're, they bring players in. They help um, mentor them. I'm excited to see if Jedrick Will's, you know, alpha dog mentality will fit in right with that, and they just have, you know, like the Hogs or the Redskins back in the whenever that was. But what do you think he's like a polarizing kind of personality? Is he a personality that you love to be around? You're answering his FaceTime call as soon as it comes through. What is he? Yeah, he's definitely the type of guy that you answer his FaceTime call when he comes right through. Uh, <laughs> when it comes on the phone, you see Jedrick Will's. His name on FaceTime, you better answer. He's always that kind of guy to be around. But, you know, talking about the alpha dog personality, it's kind of a – I guess for rookies it's tough, especially when you're playing with a bunch of veteran linemen. Um, it can be tough. I think he's going to come in with that tenacious kind of mentality, but I think he's going to have to respect the guy around him before he can become that alpha dog. But I think he's going to definitely try to. That's what he did at Alabama. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think – you know, in college, Baker had Orlando Brown Jr. protected him, yeah. and they're both pretty vocal players. They're both fun to watch on the field. They have personalities, and they got along great. Um, I, I I expect Jedrick Wills and Baker Mayfield to get fired up at one another. You know, that'll that'll you know there'll be tension sometimes. If you're not ever a little bit upset with your teammates, I don't think you're really expecting that much from them. I think you should. There, there should be back and forth sometimes, but. You know, I think especially having a young quarterback, you know, possibly getting his left tackle for his whole career, like I think that's important to build that relationship because he's got to be able to feel Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills has to be able to get a feel of where Baker's moving in the pocket. But uh, I don't know, I guess as a Bama fan, what's your take on a like a Baker Mayfield and Jedrick Wills, both high personality alphas being on the line? Because personally, I like the idea of it. Well, personally, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but when Baker Mayfield was in college, I loved him. Same. He was one of my favorite players. I love the I love the the character and the, the fire and the drives. Because I mean, I've been an athlete my entire life, and if you don't have that kind of competitive spirit, then I mean, there's not really a fire inside of you. Yeah. Jedrick Wills and Baker both have that, so I expect to, you know, maybe get in each other's face when the the uh, the pass protection isn't there and. Uh, blocking assignment isn't what's the way it's supposed to go I, I expect that to happen but uh i think overall it's a great relationship for them to have especially yeah. with both of them being in their uh early 20s so Jedrick wills will be his left tackle for a while i think yeah i agree and i guess uh so since you like baker uh, i'll tell this little story then i'll ask you a question about baker because we actually got one from a uh, on twitter but um <laughs> So when Baker planted the flag in the shoe his junior year, I believe. It might have even been a senior year. I don't remember, to be honest. But it would have been a senior year. He planted the flag at the shoe. I was watching the game with my dad, and he just went berserk, saying how how disrespectful, how rude. I can't believe he did that. And I'm just going crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about? He just came into Columbus, beat the number two team in the nation. Like He's just he's fired up. And that from that moment on, I was I was like I want Baker Mayfield. I, uh, this kid is freaking fantastic. So I'm with you. I love the fire. 
you know, uh, like does all the antics he did in college. I love it. The antics he does in the NFL. I love it. I don't think that's why he had a down year last year. I think he just had a down year because he simply played bad. And that's it. It's not because of the antics, because he did the antics in college, and he's one of the best college quarterbacks we've ever seen statistically. But uh, so, I guess we had a question: Does you know the Browns' success this year, um, like hinge on Baker, hinge on Baker's health? I, I guess I'll go and say I, I think you know Baker's health. That more or less comes down to the offensive line because uh, Baker doesn't leave the pocket much. But I think he'll be fine with that with this you know system that Stefanski's bringing in. If you watched the Vikings last year at all, you know Kirk Cousins had sh- huge huge pockets to throw from because of that wide zone scheme. And but I guess like uh, from a non-Browns fan perspective when you think of the Browns when you think of Baker what what are your thoughts coming into a year after such a disappointing 2019 I think that you just have to let it grow because there's so many young guys on that offense especially yeah I'm just thinking but you need to give them a year to chill I mean I don't know if the the coaching situation was a perfect marriage last year with the uh the personalities they had kitchen who knows what happened there but I think uh, I think there's a ton of potential for that team to make a push at the wild card. I don't know about the division. That's tough. So far. <laughs> Lamar, I think Lamar's going to have another year. So. Oh yeah, he's going to have an, uh, a couple more years. I think, yeah, I think I think they can really push for a wild card spot. Yeah, and it it definitely helps that uh you know they have that seventh wild card spot now because yeah. I mean that's with that ten and six is a. A record that should get you into the playoffs anymore, and with the talent that the Browns have, going anything less than ten and six, it's it starts to become worrisome that there's something just irreversibly wrong with this team. So I have hopes that they can go at least ten and six because at some point, when you have a player like Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb on the same team, like it it gets to the point where you have to win. Um, yeah, you don't. I mean, those fans, fans have been frustrated for a while. So, yeah, they're they're aching for something. So, yeah, I think I think it's a wild card spot this year. I really do. Yeah, me too. I I and just getting to the playoffs, like two years ago, three years ago, now you were oh, you know, two year for two years straight, you went one and thirty one total. Getting to the playoffs two years later is a huge feat. Uh, nothing that should be, you know, scoffed over, but. So I didn't even think about this, but now I'm going to ask you, kind of put you on the spot. With you being a Bama fan, you obviously know a little bit about Grant Delpit and Jacob Phillips and Nick Chubb, who obviously has been in the NFL no long enough now to know that he's a talented running back. But So we'll start with Nick Chubb. What In college, was he... Because, I mean, I obviously remember Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb and Todd Gurley being on that same team, like... And it's Georgia, so you hear about them. But I just don't remember Nick Chubb being this good in college. Did I just look over him, or was he like, was it if Nick Chubb got the ball, you were always worried that he could just break out of any tackle and go the distance? Well, Nick Chubb, I, I think it was a sophomore, junior year. He absolutely destroyed his knee. Yeah, that was gross. And I remember that vividly. So I, I didn't know if he's ever going to play again after that. But yeah, he was he was that guy in college. I just remember in 2015. Alabama had a uh, had a stretch of where they didn't allow a hundred yard rusher 
uh, for, I don't know, it was either 2014 or 2015. They didn't allow a 100-yard rusher for a while. Good Lord. And uh, Nick ended up having 100 yards in the game. So he kind of snapped that. But he was he was really good in college. Kind of After that injury, he kind of took a step back, but he's definitely regained that in the NFL. Yeah, that that's uh same thing as Todd Gurley. It's crazy how they both tore their ACLs and have both been so um, effective after the and it's just unbelievable. But Nick Chubb is definitely a Browns fan favorite right now and his ability to not only find the hole, but like even when there's not a hole, he just keeps trucking. He's got such a low center of gravity, it's it's yeah. just amazing. And but um so, with going to the uh, ba- uh, to the LSU Tigers, which have now gave the Browns the Bayou Browns nickname because they have four, five, five players on there now. Um, but going back to you know a greedy Williams, he had, which I'm sure you'll remember that. His fre- his redshirt freshman year of college was fantastic. I mean, he was one of the best cornerbacks in the country. And then he came back that's his redshirt sophomore year, the year that he declared, and he was just pretty bad. And that's kind of the same story as Grant Delpit. But, you know, with both of these guys, are are they wh- – what did you think of them from a Bama fan perspe- percep- perception? I always thought Grant Delpit was a superstar. From the first time he stepped on the field, I always thought he was great. Last year, he kind of dealt with some injuries, and uh, he kind of shied away with some, some contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that was the thing that kind of had him fall in the draft a little bit. But if he can regain that edge, I think he's going to be a, he's, he's one of the best safety prospects that came out of this draft with him and McKinney. And uh, Jacob Phillips, I think he's a guy that uh, – He's just he's just a sure tackler. I think he got it's a good value for where the Browns got him. I think was it third or fourth round. Yeah, end of the third. Yeah, I think that was good value there. He's a, he's a solid tackler. He's always a good linebacker. I remember Alabama won him pretty bad out of high school. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, he he what he lacks in coverage, which I mean, he's not very good in coverage right now. But you can't teach someone to tackle the way he does. Like that's something that if you're that sure of a tackler, you wrap up that well. You're able to, you know, just, I don't know. It's There's no words to describe. Like, I'll watch his tape, and I just think it's crazy how many tackles he makes, and you can't find the, you can't find the three missed tackles he had or whatever this year. It's it's insane, and I agree that's good value. And for the Browns, they were the, one of the worst tackling teams in the NFL last year, so it's always nice to upgrade that. Um, and then, where was I going with this? So, I I don't remember Odell Jr. and Jarvis being this big in college. Like I would have only been I don't even know right now. I'm not going to do the math. But I'm 22 right now. So I would have been in high school and you know, in high school, I'll be honest with you. Like I I I cared about my high school sports a lot and I focused on those and I didn't like I watched college football. I watched the NFL, but I didn't like like you said, you're in the recruiting process now. Like I didn't care about this stuff like I did. So I don't remember Odell and Jarvis because you know the Buckeyes never played them. Fellowship was playing mm-hmm. on a Saturday night on primetime. I was probably playing Black Ops 2 with my friends or something. Like that's just what I was doing. So do you remember them in college? Because 
you know, I watch their stuff now and I'm like, holy crap, these kids were superstars. And yeah, yeah. so with them being from LSU and their personalities in the NFL, like, are you fans of them? Do you respect them? Like, how do you feel about them? Yeah, I like both of them. I mean, my memory of them is faint because, I mean, I turned, I turned 22 in a couple of days. So. Oh, happy early birthday. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I remember them. I remember they were on the same team. I remember them playing Bama. I, I always thought Landry was better than Odell in college mm-hmm. just because he did more than he did more against Alabama than OBJ did. But I like both of them. I think OBJ is a superstar. I think uh, – the guy Alabama just put out it's kind of similar to him and Jerry Judy, so Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they were both superstars in college, but my memory isn't vivid, so Yeah, I wish like I'm just glad I pay attention now because, you know, in five years when Jerry Judy or C D Lamb are at the level that an Odell Beckham Jr. is, it's like I'll be able to look back and be like, Yeah, they were this good in college. It was fun to watch them. Like Jerry, there's hasn't there hasn't been a better route runner than Jerry Judy coming out of college. Then I can't remember. Like I, if I when I go back and watch LSU games from Odell and Jarvis days, like Odell was not this polished at this age. I think now he's one of the best run runner route runners in the NFL. Uh, he's just so oh, yeah. savvy, but he wasn't as crisp as Judy is now. I mean, Judy's NFL ready. Yeah, I remember watching him in high school. I don't know if he was in it already. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he, did, was he an Alabama kid? Or is, I'm going to assume no, Texas. He's from, uh, South Florida. Florida. Florida, South Texas, Florida. or Ohio is usually a pretty good guess for some of these five stars. That I don't I don't understand yeah. how they come out of Ohio, but whatever. They, they get quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, just for the size and being cold and not having – do you guys have spring football down there in Bama? Yeah, we uh, – Alabama has spring football. All the high schools do spring football, but of course not right now. So yeah, we—that's great. I can't imagine being. Is it so? Spring football is seven on seven, right? Or is that just sometimes? Well, they do, they have their seven on seven tournament, but they also have with their spring football they have like full practices, kind of like a like a camp. Wow. But uh, they do seven on seven like uh, seven on seven camps. I know Alabama has a seven on seven camp in the spring where like. They have like 15 or 20 different high schools from across the country actually come in and have seven on seven, uh, like a seven on seven tournament for the Alabama Scouts and all that stuff. Damn, that's a good way to get recruited right there. Being the comfort of playing yeah. with your own teammates and having yeah. Bama watch you. Um, man, I don't, I don't really have any more specific questions for you. Is there anything else that I just haven't mentioned about Jedrick Wills or any of these guys that you think it's important for us to know? Uh, well, Jedrick Wills, I think it, everybody raves about his, his passing blocking when he only had allowed, what, I think, one sack over two years. Yeah. But uh, his run block is just really underrated. He got nasty, super physical, just a mauler. <laughs> he gets downfield really well, so. Yeah. Chubb's really going to like that. I just, uh, I'm picturing Nick Chubb running in behind Kareem Hunt as the lead blocker and Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills leading the way on the edges. Like I, I just, uh, I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to have an explosive year. I think he's going to have an efficient year, but I don't think he's going to be passing the ball much. I just don't see it happening. You got two very good running backs and a great offensive line. Now, uh, I, I don't know. I, if, 
if they're gonna let if they're gonna pound the ball, I'm fine with that. Take the you just you pound the ball down someone's throat, you take the will out of them. That's that's the way to shut them down right there. Yeah, I think Chubb might actually get that rushing title this year. I'm partial to Derrick Henry for the Alabama reasons, but Chubb's definitely a. I think he's gonna have a shot at definitely being up there in the top two or three of rushing yards again. Yeah, me too. I God, it makes you mad. As a Browns fan, it makes me mad that they. With any competent coach, and I'm not trying to crap on Freddie Kitchens. He's a fantastic guy by all means, but he just couldn't get the team together last year. If they have any other coach, I, I think they win, he wins that title. I mean, he he had the Browns had the worst year imaginable, and he still was right there, one game away from having that title. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um Austin, it was great having you on, man. I uh, I really enjoyed this. Uh, thank you, man. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, anytime you get to sit down and talk about football for a while, it's, you should definitely do. Yeah, I agree. If you guys want to follow him on Twitter, it's at Austin S. Randolph. Uh, he's got great Bama information. Like Even if you're just into college football, yeah, you need to go follow this dude. But, uh, yeah, thank everyone for listening, and – Make sure you download and subscribe.